All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Hammer Time 1987 podcast, the podcast where all we do is win. The first episode of 2021, now in year number three or four. Hard to believe how much time has gone by since this first started, but Garrick, welcome back to the show. Well, good to be back. It's good to be a new year, hopefully hopefully a better year. Yeah, can't get much worse than the one we just left. Yeah, it could. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right about that. Uh, well, Garrick, our last podcast, we talked all about the uh, problematic happenings of the 2020 election and the statistical anomalies and the uh, election integrity issues. Uh, we, we, you can certainly go and listen to that uh, podcast on a previous episode. But what we're going to talk about today is the big day on January 6th. A couple of Republican senators have decided to challenge the certification of the Electoral College. And let's start here. Uh, number one, uh, you know, in your mind, is, does this um, do anything per se, you know, in terms of changing public opinion and perhaps making this election result different? Well, it certainly brings uh, attention to the issue. We know that the mainstream media hasn't done it. If You'd have to go to what you might call alternative news sources to even know about these anomalies and uh, a significant portion of the country believes that there were uh, fraudulent happenings with the election and I and what is even what what really solidifies is the lack of wanting to do some very basic take some very basic measures such as signature verification in a just a handful of counties across the country. Right. Uh, just I don't know if it's true, it shouldn't be an issue, and yet the governors, secretaries of state in these states aren't don't want to do it, or have been stalling and all that. So it just adds to the issue. And like I said, if you have been listening to the uh, mainstream media, you're not going to know about that. So it is good that this is going to be fought on the on Capitol Hill uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, I, th- I think that's right. And uh, in terms of how this process actually plays out, uh, you have to have a a written objection from a congressman, and the congressman has to be joined by a senator. Uh, that will happen. There's been multiple congressmen and senators who will object in writing. But in order for the uh, objection to hold and the state's electoral votes to be cast aside, you need uh, a majority vote in each house, in the Senate and in the House of Representatives. And even though the Republicans have the Senate, uh, we know people like Mitt Romney and Lisa Murkowski and uh, some of the other establishment Republicans are going to vote against Trump. So the vote probably will not pass the Senate. And in the House, uh, Democrats have a four-seat majority. So even if every Republican voted in favor of Trump, uh, unless you can get four Democrats to cross the aisle, that you know the, the House is going to vote that down too. So um, it, it seems more symbolic at this point, basically. Uh, <clears throat> it... it- might be, however, I think that 
I have heard things such as Mike Pence, who will be overseeing this, does have, well, constitutionalists anyway, say that he has the authority to choose which electors he wants to count. <clears throat> and uh, I know that some of these swing states that have these anomalies are putting forth both uh, two sets of electors, one for Biden and another for Trump, and <clears throat> Mike Pence can choose which electors to take. I, I don't know how well that goes. Bottom line, I do know this, who, if there isn't a majority of electors by January 20th, then that is a whole different ballgame. And if these senators and Congress people, and it's actually quite a few of them, it's up to, I think, 140 representatives. Yeah. yeah, and at least a dozen senators, and I, I think more will join. <clears throat> um, you can, I suppose you could object to every single state, right. and you have two hours that you can debate it. Well, two times 50, <laughs> that'll push us back for a while. Right. I mean, there, there, are, there are tactics to take here. And <clears throat> I think until these, you know, Ted Cruz is, is re requesting a very simple and fair process to happen of a 10-day uh, investigation right. into these anomalies. Why... I mean, that could have been uh, looked into back in November, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. And uh, so I am not so sure that this is set in stone yet. Okay. Well, you're right there. There's always a chance. It's not over till it's over, as they would say. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it, I guess uh, from the perspective of Mike Pence, I've heard different things that he can't really do anything and then some people say, well, he can't switch the votes, but he could, like, refuse to count them. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know exactly what he's going to do. Boy, I really don't, would not want to be in his position. <laughs> well, I think we're about to find out what kind of man he really yeah. is. Some people think he's not who we think he is. I hope that he is who I think he uh, is. I really feel bad for him, actually. <laughs> Well, he should have known when he... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should just feel, I don't want to do this. Uh, I resigned as vice president. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and when he accepted uh, Trump's offer, <laughs> he should have said, yeah, this could come back to bite me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that brings up the other point, which is I think any Republican that votes against Trump, either in the House or the Senate, uh, by and large, their career is probably over in Republican politics. I mean, they might be able to stay in office if their term allows it, but I mean, it would just be such a drag on them in the future that they voted against Trump and voted against the party in such a big moment. I would think anyway, but of course, maybe well, I'm the, wrong. But I, yeah, I mean, I I, I think so. I, I think that that's the other thing. It's good to the the evidence will be presented. The evidence is overwhelming. I mean, you and I have talked about. It. We know what happened. Everybody who's being honest with themselves knows what happened, and <clears throat> it was stolen. And if you're going to vote to 
overlook that and certify people bought up by the Chicoms, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty much going to end your chance, at least in the Republican Party, in places like uh, South Dakota with John Thune. Yeah. Totally useless senator and, uh, <clears throat> you know, shit Romney. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Utah is, I would hope, would not put up with that another time. Right. Um, I don't know about the turtle. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why he's, why he automatically gets the leadership role anyway. Right. <laughs> he's just some old turtle with a disgusting neck. <laughs> Oh, and he's married to some uh, Chinese tycoon. Uh, <laughs> so, Chow. Yeah, she's an heiress of a shipping company or some crap. and uh, So he's part of the Chicoms, uh, as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that, uh, I don't know, I, I don't see why... Josh Hawley can't be the Senate majority or minority <laughs> leader. Right. Right. Well, it's a good thing you brought that up because uh, on January 5th, the day before we day we were just discussing, there are two Senate races in Georgia. Uh, right now the Senate is 50-48, but if the Democrats win both seats, it would be a 50-50 Senate, and then potentially Kamala Harris mm-hmm. could be a tie-breaking Tommy vote. Harris. <laughs> um I mean, Georgia, I don't exactly know what happened uh, over, uh, you know, it was a a solid, well, actually, it was a solid blue state, then it became red, now it seems like it's going back to blue, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if they lost both seats. Well, I I disagree that it's blue. It's... uh, I mean, they stole the election in, in Georgia. Well, yeah, I mean, like... I don't have the numbers in front of me, but, you know, in 2000, I think Bush won it by double digits. I mean, even if there was no fraud. That's, yeah, true, true. I mean, maybe Trump wins it by five instead of being stolen. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I I mean, good point. The same thing is happening in Texas. um, But it is the only state in that region that went for Biden. Uh, So uh, without fraud, I think... I think, hands down, both of these Republicans win. Uh, But is there fraud? And by the way, the fraud might be uh, in favor of the Republicans, too. It could be um, that there's, like, some sort of, I don't know, uh, agreement with uh, the CHICOM governor there (laughs) and lieutenant governor and secretary of state that... uh, said, hey, look, we delivered you a Biden victory. Now we need to calm down our the Republican side, give us the two senators, and hey, you know, you'll have Mitt Romney voting with <laughs> Biden most of the time anyway, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. um, so it, my guess is the, it's already been predetermined who it is. That being said, I hope that uh, Republicans turn out on, uh, on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, I, I think, um, boy, I tell you, if those two nut jobs on the Democrats I'd get in, <laughs> wow, that is yeah. a shame. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, if they do get in, 
uh, like we said, it's a 50-50 Senate, and then it's really a question of how much crazy shit they try to pass. <laughs> uh, first thing they would try to do is get rid of the filibuster. Um, Which will be easy. You would think, I mean, uh, Joe Manchin, though, the senator, Democrat from West Virginia, says that he's not going to vote for crazy shit. That's what he says. Yeah, he, he, sounds, uh, he sounds pretty moderate until it comes time to vote. <laughs> but, I mean, that's a potentially a, a huge deal if they get rid of the filibuster, they add two new states, uh, they pass blanket amnesty. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's holy crap. And and as far as I'm, I suppose they could pack the court out and see what the point would be. Uh, I think <laughs> they win anyway. But <laughs> yeah, they they get what they want anyway. So I don't. But yeah, I I know it's hard to kind of see where we go from here. Yes. Um, That's why I said 2021 can very much be worse than 2020. <laughs> 2020 may have just been a preview. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I wanted to hear. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, well, how about we wrap uh, this up with this last question then, which is Trump stays in power. Oh, yes. How do the next four years go? I mean, obviously, the Democrats, I mean, they would do this anyway, but they're going to object to everything that he does. They'll certainly impeach him again. Um, the media will go ballistic. The cities will burn, probably. Uh, I, I don't know how much can be done unless you win back the House. I mean, there's, you know... It's sort of one of those things where, yeah, you'd prefer him to be in office, but at the same time, you could make the argument that, well, if he got in through the Congress not certifying the electoral votes, you know, it could get kind of ugly the next two years to the point where not a whole lot's happening anyway. Uh, yeah, I know, but that is far... Uh, that is a far better scenario than... <laughs> than what we've been talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. um, and yeah. I got to tell you, I I don't know that people are going to be quiet for much longer on this. Um, I think that I think that if if that were to happen, if Trump were to stay in, I think we're going to see a new Trump. I mm. think that a whole lot of people are going to get fired. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see Michael Flynn be... Uh, Secretary of Defense or something. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that uh, as far as violence and stuff in the streets, I think I think patriots in this country have seen how close we can come to being owned by communist China and yeah. communist Democrats. And I think that, uh, I don't know, I keep hearing about these all these guns that people have bought, I'm hoping that people start to actually take up arms <laughs> if uh, I think they'll be emboldened. Garrick, are you calling for a revolution? Are you calling oh, I'm calling for a revolution, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> it is It is very much... Oh, the Founding Fathers are blowing people's heads off because they taxed their breakfast drink. <laughs> and it wasn't even coffee. So... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, we're, right. we're we're way past that, yeah. way past time, and um, we need yeah. to have a 
big four years with with Trump. We need to undo a whole lot of stuff so that this nonsense cannot happen again. The Democrat Party needs to be marginalized very, very quickly. (laughs) They need to be defeated and they need to be put in their place as the minority that they are. We need to get them out of power in the in entertainment, in in academia, in uh, government. We need to get them out. They corrupt everything <laughs> that they touch. They are disgusting. Their, their ideology and their tactics are just disgusting. Couldn't have said it better than that. But, you know, you realize, though, when you're uh, being deposed or being litigated against, that's going to be used against you. <laughs> yeah, well, they've had a lot of things on me for a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see what happens January 5th. We'll see what happens January 6th. And uh, Pray, folks. Pray. As Rush Limbaugh would say, no matter what happens, it's never time to give up. Yeah. So that's what I'll say. Don't ever give up, regardless of what happens. So, yeah, I, I guess I'll leave it with that too. <laughs> All right. Take care, everyone. Bye bye.